today is interesting because uh, yesterday the power of God moved in this house. And people was healed, delivered, and set free about, amen, <clears throat> about halfway through my presentation, the power of God just fell in the house. And the spirit of the Lord was upon me because he has anointed me to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And when the presence and power of God manifest, I just have to get out of the way. And so today is somewhat of a challenge because we are restricted with time constraints. Amen. And, and, and what happens oftentimes when you're trying to accomplish what it is that you were put on assignment to accomplish, uh, it's difficult oftentimes to bring it all together. See, I had two assignments for this ministry. One was to teach you some prayer strategies. And number two was to get into your mind. To cause you to get outside of your comfort zone and to help you think beyond what you are accustomed to thinking. Because the Bible says, as you think in your heart, so are you. What that simply means that whatever you persistently allow to occupy your mind is going to manifest in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, the problem that we have as believers is a thinking problem. You see, we don't have a praise problem. We know how to praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, Victor, you know how to praise the Lord. Come on, Victor, you know how to praise the Lord. My God, you can praise the Lord from whom all blessings flow. You know how to do that. That's not a problem. You know how to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. You got it down pat. It's not a problem there. Most churches know how to do that. We don't have a believing problem. We believe God. We don't have a problem knowing. We know who God is. Amen. What we have as believers is a thinking problem. Not that you don't know how to think, but to think beyond what you're accustomed to thinking. Because the word of God did not say, as you believe in your heart. Didn't say that. The word of God didn't say as you know in your heart. It didn't say that. The word didn't even say as you love in your heart. The word simply says as you think it in your heart. So are you. The problem is we don't know what we're thinking about. Question. Do you ever think about what you're thinking about? So, young man, <laughs> he said, wait a minute. Do you ever really think about what you're thinking about? Now, before you answer that question, I need you to understand a thing. You have two minds, a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And that word, as you think it in your heart, the heart is your unconscious mind. The heart is the same word as soul. Your soul consists of your mind, how you think, your emotions, how you feel, and your will, what you do. 
And so the Bible says, as you think with your mind, as you feel with your emotions, and as you do with your will, then so are you. The problem is we don't know what we're thinking because what you're thinking is, is unconscious to you. And if you knew what you were thinking, you would change the very thing that you're thinking so that you get a different result in your life. And so I had two assignments. One was to help get the presence of God and get you into his presence through prayer. And of course, we couldn't get finished that yesterday. So I want to give you kind of a brief overview before I got into thinking, making it so. So how do you tie those two together? Because, see, praying is an attitude. Praying is a mindset. You got to have the right mindset to go before the Lord. See, when you're not getting from the Lord what you desire from the Lord, oftentimes we're afraid to go in the presence of God because we're frustrated. And people don't pray like they ought to pray because they're frustrated because their prayers are not being answered. And why are our prayers not being answered? Because we don't have a prayer strategy. And so yesterday we talked about prayer and uh, a strategy for prayer. And we said that prayer is communicating with God. Amen. We said that prayer is giving heaven permission to enter into the earth and to operate on your behalf. And we said that a strategy is defined as a plan of action. Therefore, believers ought to have a plan of action, ought to have a strategy when you go before the Lord. We also determined that we should pray all the time, everywhere. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 through 18 tells us that we ought to pray without ceasing. We learned that when developing a prayer strategy, we must look at the model of Jesus. Jesus, number one, prayed in secret. Number two, he prayed early in the morning. He prayed into the evening. He prayed all night long. Is there anybody here willing to pray all night long? Is there anybody here to get up early in the morning? The Bible says that Jesus got up a long time before day. They start at around 6. And if he got up a long time before day, that means he got up around 3. That, that eliminates most believers. Uh, yesterday we requested that you come at 7 o'clock. Go ahead and say, Pastor, you was doing the most. I say, I know. Well, I get up at 5. And then on Sundays I get up at 4 because I have to deal with not you. Them folk back home where I pastor. I have to get up early in the morning to speak to the master because church folk are hard. Not in victory. You're not hard. But the folk back in South Carolina, you have to get up early in the morning. So, and so, <laughs> Pastor, I know you don't have to get up early in the morning. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we learn, we learn, we learn that prayer is the most important thing in a believer's life. Why? Because the disciples saw Jesus heal the sick, raise the dead, walk on water, turn water into wine. They saw Jesus do all this stuff. They never once asked Jesus to teach them any of those things. The only thing they asked Jesus to teach them was how to pray. 
Why? Because it was after prayer that he plucked into the power. That he received power to heal the sick, raise the dead. See, when you come out of prayer, the anointing comes upon you and you're able to do what you need to do. That's why when we prayed yesterday at 730, we prayed all through the time. And by the time I got to my session, the power of God, the kingdom of God had already entered the house. And when the kingdom of God show up, something has to change. When the kingdom of God comes in the house, your situation and your circumstances must change. If you're sick, you got to get here. If you broke, you got to get some money in the bank. You don't know how it's going to come, but I'm telling you right now, it has to. So you got to get down with this prayer. It's the most important thing. But when we pray, we must say what the word of God says. You can't be praying your problems. You got to pray the solutions. You can't deal with the facts. You know, you got to deal with the truth. See, I don't live in facts. See, facts are simply the current state of things. And facts are subject to change. But the truth is absolute. The truth does not change. And if you affirm the truth over the facts, then the facts must change. But the problem we have when we pray, we keep saying what we have. The Bible says you have what you say when you pray. Praying is simply saying, eh, man? Can I get somebody to say something? So when you pray, the Bible says you have what you say. We keep saying what we have. Lord, you know I have this sickness. Lord, you know I have this problem. I've had it a long time, Jesus. I've been in the storm too long. Lord, too long. How long? God, am I going to have to deal with You know my heart, God. You know all about my troubles. The situation is out of control, God. We just keep saying what we have. But when you pray what the word says, God, this sickness came in my body illegally. And it have no right there. And I demand in the name of Jesus that my body come in order. That sickness and disease have no right in my body. For you sent your word and you heal me. And therefore, I command my joints and bones to operate in the perfection that God created it to operate. In the name of Jesus, I'm walking by faith because the stripes of Jesus heal me. And I declare in the name of Jesus, I am here for the word declare. So you have to pray the word and not the problem. See, the problem with believers is we pray the problems keep getting the problems because the word of God works. See, a principle establishes how something works. Hmm? So therefore, the principle says you have what you say. 
That's the principle. Well, if you keep saying what you have, you're going to get it. And we say what is abundantly in our heart. If you want to know what's abundantly in your heart, just look at what's abundantly showing up in your life. Because as you think in your heart, so you go into prayer with a heart full of malice, with a heart full of evil, with a heart full of unforgiveness, with a heart full of strife, with a heart full of poverty, with a heart full of disease and sickness. And you go into your prayer closet with your heart. I'm preaching something. The Bible says a good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth that which is good. Hey, am I saying something? The Bible says an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bring forth that which is evil. So therefore, whatever is in you is coming out of you. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart with how much diligence? Why? Because it's out of your heart that bring the issues of your life. So don't blame the pastor because you ain't getting it right. Don't blame your neighbor because you're not getting it right. Don't blame your mama or your daddy. You better blame yourself because it's according to your heart that brings forth the issues of your life. So if you want your life to change, you got to change your mind if you want to change your life. That's why everybody need to get that little book I stand on that table. Because I ain't got time to go through it all. Fifteen bucks. That's all it is. Shameless plug. You better stop by the table and get it. Eight principles to control the thoughts of your mind and the destiny of your life. How you know, preacher? Well, I told the folk yesterday I grew up po. P-O. We couldn't afford the other O-R. You think you from Arkansas. I had to say it like that to spell it right. <laughs> Pastor told me he was just from the backwoods in the Arkansas. I said, Well, I'm from the backwoods of South Carolina, small town called Chester. You can't get there from here. As a matter of fact, I say it's Chester, but it's really not Chester. We moved to Chester from an even smaller town called uh, Jenkinsville. And I had a poverty mentality, so I grew up poor. Listen, you don't know nothing about poor. See, there's a difference between poor and poor. I got to go. I got really got to go. <laughs> But listen, I'm trying to help somebody. See, the problem is, let me show you something. My mama loved the Lord. My grandmama loved the Lord. I I learned faith from them. But the problem here is that when you have a mindset of poverty, I don't care how much you love the Lord, poverty will manifest in your life. What you got to get is a shift in your mind. You have to have a mental shift in your mind in order to change your circumstances. I'm trying to help somebody because the word of God teaches us that. Listen, as you thinketh. See, the question was asked of me one night at Bible study on a Friday night. See, I don't care nothing about the devil. I have church on Friday. You know why? 
try to get them folk that want to go out to party. I'm going to compete with the devil. And so on a Friday night Bible study, it was asking me, Pastor, why are so many millions of people who love God, who worship God, who praise God, still hurting, still suffering, still struggling, still broke? What's going on? No, they believe well. They believe God. Mm -hmm. No, you know what ain't right? Their mind ain't right. Because, see, I had the same problem. I had to say, God, wait a minute now, God. That's a good question. I said, so what is it? What's the problem? Why is it? Because I see it all the time. I've been pastoring 25 years, and folk, you know, still can't get past their past. Hmm? I ain't going to call nobody out, but some of y'all sitting here today can't get past your past. You're running from yourself. And every time you get away, self show up. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. Get out of one relationship and another relationship. And you got another one just like the other one. You don't know why. Why? Because you attract to you what's in you. See, opposites does not attract. That's the lie they told. Like attracts like. You tell me, I ain't nothing like him. Yeah, you are. You're just like him. <laughs> I need about a week down here. <laughs> I, so you attract to you what's in you. Because the Bible says, as you think it, so I asked the Lord. So I begged God, I said, listen, God, the question was asked of me. And I need to know for sure, what's the problem? Why are so many believers who love you still struggling? See, miracles won't even change your mind. Some of y'all had so many miracles, you're still struggling in your mind. I know miracles won't change your mind because the children of Israel was in bondage 400 years. God brought them out of Egypt, but they couldn't get Egypt out of their mind. So they died in the wilderness. And so some of us in the church dying. And we put happiness on layaway while we struggle through another blue today. And we hide behind worship. We hide behind praise. We hide behind hallelujah. I'm saying something. And the Lord said to me, just as clear as I'm talking to you, thinking makes it so. I said, wait a minute, God, what you want me to do with that? Then the scripture came right behind it. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. I said, okay, well, what's that? So I look up the word thinketh. See, that's an interesting word, thinketh. Uh, read your Bible, you say thinketh. That word thinketh comes from the Hebrew word shar, S-H-A-A-R, which means uh, gate or doorway, right? So therefore your thoughts are the gatekeeper of your soul. Your thoughts are the gatekeeper, but the problem is that your thoughts, the gatekeeper of your soul, have been sold out to the enemy of the gatekeeper. And that's why Paul says, well, first Jesus says, repent. That means change your thinking. Because the kingdom of God is here. Now you got to get a kingdom mindset, not a worldly mindset. And so what we've done is we brought the world into our worship. 
we brought the world into the church. So we are trying to satisfy what we've lost, trying to do it a world's way. And the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world system, this world way of thinking, this world's way of doing things, but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. And I told you yesterday that word renewing is made up of three grammatical constructs. The prefix R-E means return. The word new means original. The suffix I-N-G means continuously. So you have to return to the original state of your mind continuously. It didn't say a renewed mind. It says renewing of your mind. So we got to get the world from out of our minds. We've been conformed to Satan. It's sad to say, but most church folk have more faith in Satan than they do in God. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you how I know. The Bible says that faith comes how? Mm Mm-hmm. Don't, no, don't, you're moving too fast. Faith comes by how? Now, that establishes the principle by how faith comes. Got it? The principle says faith comes by hearing. So then, how does faith come? Stop. Put a period there. Then it says, and. Anybody about my age, you know this, and. We used to watch this thing on TV. It says, conjunction, junction, what? <laughs> Hooking up words. Yeah, all right. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right. So now, faith comes by hearing. Stop. Put a period there. Now you put the conjunction in. And it brings in another phrase that establishes what kind of faith you're going to have. And it says, and hearing how? So if you want the God kind of faith, you have to hear God's word. But if you're not hearing God's word, you're still developing faith. Did you get that? So whatever you're hearing the most is what you believe in the most. And then it's your faith that's going to produce the things or the results that you're getting in your life. Preacher, what you say? Well, the Bible says faith is the substance of what everybody said loud. Ho, 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 you're going too fast. Faith is the substance of things. Stay right there for a second. <laughs> faith is the evidence of everybody said. It's not a trick question. You can say it with me. Faith is the substance (laughs) of things. So then, I know we like to say it all together, but I'm trying to help you. Faith is the substance of things that we're hoping for. It is the evidence of things that we've not yet seen. Well, realize that the thing that's in your life that hadn't showed up you might not want it, but if in your life, if it's in your heart, it's going to show up. I told you I need a week, Jeff, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, this just ain't going to work. <laughs> Hold up. Is that good? So, so what's happening is, if you don't guard your thoughts, 
Because your thoughts. Uh, here's another question. I got four minutes. Wait, wait. If, 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 if your thoughts. What are thoughts? Talk to me. Well, we don't have time to go through that. It should be, yeah, yeah, thoughts. Thoughts are simply unspoken words. Hmm? So faith come by hearing what? Words. So you're hearing your thoughts internally. That's producing your faith. And your internal faith produces the external things you get in your life. So if your thoughts are full of negative thinking, you're going to produce negative abundantly in your life. That's why a believer can worship and praise the Lord and still get mess in their life because it's abundantly in your heart. So the way you get your heart transformed is by the word of God. Psalm 19.7 says the word of God is perfect for converting the soul. And then Joel chapter 3 verse 10 give you the method. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Don't say you're weak, that's the problem. Say you're strong, that's the promise. So you pray the promise, not the problem. And when you keep saying the promise, and then Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 give you the method. He says, the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein how long? Day and night that you may observe to do. Stop right there. That you may observe to do. So you got to meditate in it so you can do it. And then once you be, do it, it becomes a habit. And now you're getting it engrafted on your heart. And when you get it abundantly in your heart, then it shows up abundantly in your life. And the promises of God, when you put them in your heart, you can then walk by faith and not by sight. Why? Because you can call the thing that be not as though it already exists. And this is how we got to work. So I don't deal in facts. So when the facts show up in my life, I look at the facts. If it don't line up with the truth, I I disregard the facts. And I say what the truth says to the fact. So I speak to the fact until the truth changed the fact. That's what God did when he stepped out of nowhere because there was nowhere to come from. He stepped on the nothing because there was nothing to stand on and then the devil messed it up and then there was forming darkness in the face and everything was there and the water was everywhere and God looked at the chaos and he said mm. and we know he acknowledged the facts But he didn't speak the facts. He never spoke a word about the chaos. He said, let there be. And whatever he said, then it became what it was. And that's what we have to do. We have to take the word of God and speak it into existence. We say we walk by faith. When if you walk by faith, you have to speak that thing into existence. And you have to stay there. You have to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and you shall not be moved. Is there anybody here who understand the power of God? Is there anybody in this sanctified house who willing to stand up for the Lord and begin to confess? Listen. Jesus himself had affirmation statements. He walked around saying positive affirmation. He said, I am the resurrection. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. He said, I am the bread of life. He had affirmation statements. You got to develop some positive affirmation statements. Develop some affirmations. They in my book out there. I tell you right now. 
David developed some. He said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You got to start speaking what the word say about your life. And then you start getting what the word promised in your life. My God, is there any? Don't get mad at me because I walk by faith. Don't get mad at me because I walk like I'm going to get something. Don't get mad at me because I'm the head and not the tail. Don't get mad at me because I'm above only and never beneath. Don't get mad at me. Huh? Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Because huh? the Bible said, yeah. <clears throat> the Bible said, I'm above only and never beneath. So even if I fall, I fall on top. So don't nobody know I fell but me. My God, is there anybody here? Listen, it's 12 o'clock. I don't have no more time. But if you want to get a blessing, just run by here and touch my hand real fast. In the name of Jesus. 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 He's touching, amen. God is moving, amen. God is moving. I want y'all to keep listening while we're doing this, amen. As God is moving upon them, amen. I want you to hear exactly what Pastor Johnny was saying, amen. Listen to this in Genesis chapter, in Genesis the one, just the whole chapter of Genesis, amen. Here we go. In chapter three, and verse chapter one, verse three, it says, Then God said, How many of y'all know we need to keep speaking the words of God? Amen. We need to speak what God said. Here we go. In verse three, then God said. In verse six, then God said. In verse nine, then God said. In verse eleven, then God said. In verse fourteen, then God said. In verse twenty, then God said. Somebody say, God speaking. Come on, then verse 24, then God said. Then verse 26, then God said. Verse 29, then God said. Amen. In verse 31, then God saw everything that he said. Amen. Come on, how many of y'all know we need to speak 
The seed that we want to see. Come on, we need to speak what we want to see. Come on, teenagers. You got a big future ahead of you. Speak what you want to see, baby. Come on, speak what you want to see. Whatever tree you want to see, sow that seed. Whatever tree you want to see, sow that seed. Amen. Whatever tree you want to see, sow that seed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is amazing. And I believe right now that God is moving, that the kingdom of God is here, the presence of God is here, the power of God is here. And I'm going to ask God for a moment to suspend the rules. I'm going to ask him if he'll just suspend the rules. And because you need something from him, ask him, you know, a miracle is that supernatural occurrence that only God can perform. And so right now in the name of Jesus, if you need a miracle, if you need a miracle in your life, just lift your hands in the air. Give God the highest praise. Give God the shout of glory. And I declare he's doing it right now in the name of Jesus. Say yes. Say yes. be seated in the presence of the Lord. I know pastor and his wife got a journey to take and so I want to be as obedient as I can. Amen. God is in this house. He's here. The spirit is here. His presence is here. wherever I go, I ask God to show up. I say, God, if you don't go, I ain't going. If you don't go before me, I'm not going. So I know he's here because I'm here. Mm. I saw a little baby somewhere over here. I saw a baby. I just need to pray for the baby and that's it. Oh God, He's the only one that can give life. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. You have no place, you have no power, you have no control. And in the name of Jesus, right now, I declare healing. Yes, God. Oh, see, the baby's holding my hand tight. Look at that. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Hey, now, I know you're talking to me. Hey there. How you doing? Say, what you doing over here dealing with me? Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Amen. God bless you so much. Praise the Lord. We we have a a real estate firm back home in North Carolina and one of our clients had a baby that had heart surgery. 
They said she, the, the baby was going to be in the hospital for like 32 days. And I went to the emergency room. They had her in like trots, intensive care. And they had her plugged up to so many things. Little heart, chest was open to the point that my wife couldn't even approach the bed. But I went over to the bed and all I saw, I didn't see all the things. Because that's just fact. And I begin to speak life and the truth over the facts. And when we left, my wife said, well, what do you think? I said, everything is all right. She said, well, I'm okay then. And let me tell you right now, that baby at home. She didn't stay in the hospital 30 days. They don't understand what happens. And this is the last thing I'm going to say. Had a cousin. Liver went bad. She was drinking. They had a liver ready for the transplant, but they found out she was drinking, so they wouldn't give her the liver. You know, you know, uh, we don't believe really. We don't really believe. So she, her sister called out to California, told her son, come home, mom about to die. So I'd go to the hospital every night. They wonder who I was. I wouldn't go till night. I had to let all the negative people get it. Y'all remember uh, uh, Jesus went to the house. He put all the negative people out. They were crying and lamenting, and he put all of them out. So I put everybody out. And I'd whisper in my cousin's ear. I said, Brenda. I know you can hear me, and I want you to say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And I'm walking in divine health. I whisper into the ear, I say, sickness and disease have no right in your body. For God sent his word and he healed you. And I want you to confess to the Lord that I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, forgive me for making my liver go out. It's not your fault. I, I did that on my own, but I, I know that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And I, and I believe by faith that Jesus, when they whipped him, whipped him, even for the mistakes that are made, and, and you tell him that you're sorry about it, and I believe that as you're affirming by faith what the word says, and when you speak the truth over the fact, you're going to get up. Don't listen to all the other stuff you these people saying around you. And when she woke up, she called me, she called me Jumba. She said, Jumba, what that prayer you told me to pray? All I'm simply saying is that when you agree with God, when you call him, heaven have to stop. And I like to tell people, I don't have no monopoly on God, but I tell you right now, when I called him, he said, hush. Johnny Worth is calling me now. I got to go, y'all. I love you.